Hello and welcome to Reality Daily. We're here to talk about episode three of The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. I'm here with my co-host, Joe. Joe, how are you? Good. Forgive me. I'm sipping water, but I'm not as thirsty as these lover birds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't get to talk about episode two uh, last episode, so we're going to harp on that just a little bit here. Uh, the first thing I want to talk to you, Joe, about is uh, Natasha comes in as really kind of like the, the, the saboteur in a way. She comes in to try to like uh, distract uh, the, the, the Jamie and Trevor kind of like love triangle here. I want to know what your thoughts on like Natasha coming in like full stone blood and being like, oh, Tre- Trevor's a cheater. <laughs> Jamie's a, a wreck. She'll sabotage it herself. This just this is just icing on the cake for me. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this drama didn't really last as long as I hoped it would. It was like what five, ten minutes, and then they just made up, and it's like nothing really happened after. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be like a season arc of her like slowly gaining his trust and things like that. Uh, but turned out it was like, oh yeah, this happened, and she was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, we do get an arc like that, but with two different couples. Yeah, listen, I, I give the Bachelor producer an A for effort for at least trying to spice things up here. But, uh, but yeah, that seemed to be nothing that was too big to write home about. Good in the moment, not a whole lot. Uh, you did see uh, three people got eliminated last uh, episode. That was uh, uh, Mariana, I believe her name is, or Marianne. She's not uh, important. Don't yeah, try to remember I, the name. Joe, I don't think she got one confessional. Like she was on the episode as kind of like the new person to come in with with Ruby, and then like nothing happened. Like she just kind of like. I think she just, just got that high. I'm X confessional, and that was it. That was it. I was very surprised too. I thought she was very attractive. I was very surprised that some of these thirsty men didn't uh, didn't look at her, uh, you know, a second time. She must have been kind of boring. I don't know. Um, but then we also got Cheyenne. She left, which she didn't get hardly any confessionals. I don't think in two episodes. Uh, in episode one, she was, in my opinion, one of the the MVPs of the episode because she kept Matt. Uh, in the game, you know, she was the one that gave Matt the rose. Uh, so like, I, I give her a lot of credit. You know, I, I wish we would have saw more of her. Every confessional about Cheyenne was like, hey, she's very nice. So I am shocking, uh, shocked that we don't get anything from her. Um, and then lastly, we had a uh, crazy queen, Mel. Oh, Mel. Let, let's all try and hump the one guy that everyone wants to try and hump. Yeah, and then she, her thing was like in the confessional, she was like, "If he chooses me, I'll make sure that he knows that he never made a mistake for the rest of his life." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like you do know that really reality show couples like last like two weeks on average, okay? Like uh, maybe the talk about the rest I, of his life probably what scared him off. Ironically, The Bachelor I think has the worst outcome when it comes to making couples so yeah. i wouldn't survivor is literally better than it survivor is better than almost every reality show out there which is absurd big fucking brother's better yeah big brother's better too but survivor even has like a, such a, a higher i guess that's probably because like you're not you're not showering or you're not brushing your teeth so you're kind of seeing that person at their absolute worst uh so maybe that's part of it where like the bachelor you're kind of presenting like the best part of you so then when people see the nasty parts later on it's a little harder to stay together um but that's a discussion for another time. But Mel, like, I enjoyed Mel. I thought that she was uh, crazy in the confessionals, and I think for a show that kind of is getting a little bit more bland. I don't want to say boring completely, but it's getting a little bit more bland. Uh, you know, certainly somebody with, who brought the entertainment I wanted to see on my screen. But unfortunately, uh, she was gone. Yeah, I mean, I think if she lasted longer, she would have sh- is shown a word. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she would have shown a lot more. But we kind of have Rudy doing 
everything Mel does, but ten times better. Her desperate, her desperation lasts in the last few minutes of episode two, and still getting a rose out of it. Yeah. She 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 made a she made a name for herself right there. But then we hop into episode three, and the first thing that we see is that Gabe wants Savannah. And he doesn't see any kind of future with with Ruby, unfortunately. So he says, "I want to go with Savannah." Now Savannah's in a weird spot, right? Savannah, like uh, her partner, you know, man, whoever you want to say, Brandon, is kind of like like flirting with Julia and her. So it's like, okay, like, wh- what do we want to do here? Like, do I do I stay with Brandon and hope that he kind of continues to choose me, or uh, do I swap out and just uh, you know go with Gabe, who seems to be quite frankly a catch himself? Um, what, what was your thoughts on that? I barely knew Gabe. I think he got three minutes of screen time this whole season. Yeah, and that three minutes was like the first episode, like in the video packages when they were showing everybody. Like, I, I maybe I'm missing something. It's I know it's only been three episodes and everything, but I don't remember him being like, oh, Savannah's pretty hot. I really want to be hers and yeah, something think, like that. Yeah, it's weird. It seemed like it was just like a friendship that he saw going forward, and uh, it was not – the feeling was not mutual. Uh, but he seemed like a catch. He might have been he might have been a little too religious. That might have been the thing. I remember that that was one of the things they talked about. He's uh, too um, pure for this trash. Yeah, exactly. That might be the reason. That might have been with Cheyenne too. Cheyenne might have been too pure for this as well. Um, but but uh, Savannah goes ahead and picks Gabe, uh, and, and in turn, uh, um, Gabe has to uh, let Ruby go. And the thing about this is weird. It's like Chris Hansen comes in. He says, "Hey, if you don't have a connection, you got to pack your things and leave." I don't know about you, Joe, but like, not for one second did I think that anybody was actually going to go. Like, I felt like even if they didn't feel like there was a connection, I felt like they were going to clearly fake one so they could stay on TV. So I was shocked when, when, when Gabe went home. Listen, I, I got to respect him in a way. Like, he he wasn't as shallow or vague or um, not vague, fake as some of these other people. Cough, Brandon, yeah. cough. And yeah. um, Ruby, um, I mean, she was there for like two seconds as well, yeah. but it's she really made hard. Episode, she made episode three, to be fair, but yeah, but she, she still got like no confessionals either. Which is interesting because she's one of the few people in this cast that has like a Wikipedia page. It's like her and uh, Natasha. There's only two people that have Wikipedia pages and uh they didn't give her a whole lot of uh, airtime just by having a little bit of a fan base. But I gotta ask you, Joe. I, I just was looking at the Wikipedia page for this, and and the uh, whoever edited the Wikipedia page listed Gabe as a quit. Uh, do you think that's fair to list him as a quit, or do you think they should just did it eliminate because he didn't he technically didn't have like a, a true connection? So is that a quit, or or like you know should they put him in the same tier as the people who didn't get roses? Um, well, when it comes to the Bachelor, I think. A quit is the best thing you can do <laughs> this is true. before shit hits the fan entirely. <laughs> so, I mean, I will take a, I'll keep a quit on The Bachelor and ha, um, forgive me. It'll be like a badge of honor for me. Yeah. Um. So, so Savannah ends up picking uh Brandon, and Brandon, luckily for her, picks her as well. And they seem to be the ones that are rolling in the competition. Uh, and, and Julia, much to her chagrin, is going to have to be stuck with Sheridan, who she she claims that she loves oh so much. 
front uh, is is, is oh. certainly uh, skeptical. Poor, poor Weird Al wannabe. I he is know, so friend zoned. He seems like such a nice guy though. Yeah, but he, I, I going by the previous though, I think he finally wises up. So I'm hoping I I one one percent chance it actually happens. Uh, he tells Julia, "You're a piece of shit." Bye. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then Chris Hansen reveals what the prize is. You know, me and you were talking about in episode one, and in the preview podcast, we were like, what is this? Like, is this a competition? Is this just love? Like, what is this? And it turns out that there is a prize at the end of this, and whoever wins, the duo that wins, is going to be a recording artist duet. They're going to record songs together and go on tour together. And I gotta say, Joe, we were just talking about how how short the Bachelor uh, couple's love cycle is. Uh, Is this a good idea? (laughs) Like, how many tour stops do you think the, this winning couple will make, whoever it is, before they end up, like, hating each other? <laughs> like, three or four? Like, That is a good question. If it's anything like that, um, what we saw at Venice Beach, that one episode with Jamie and what's-his-face, I forgot already. Trevor, Trevor. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to seeing them in concert. And, again, and... I don't know when this was filmed. I I would assume it was sometime last year, but if they plan on going on tour now, where are they going to go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going to be in Zoom meetings. Oh, oh, T. Zoom meetings and maybe Snapchat, maybe do some TikToks. Yeah, by the time they can actually like go out and travel, they're going to be like three other bachelor seasons <laughs> like filmed and produced. They're already um, advertising one during the previews. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Joe, is is that that one, that, that annoying commercial, where it's like, do you think you have for Clara Crossy, uh, I think her name is, who, by the way, is like a 37-year-old bachelor. That was kind of the thing. They had the cast for her, right? They had the cast. They started to film. And because of COVID-19, they had to shut down production. And apparently they're trying to recast all the men because they had announced – because the bachelor is a thing where they announced the cast like as they start filming. So, like, people know the cast before the show is even finished taping, uh, which is also why there's a lot of spoilers out there. It's because people know who to look for on social media and stuff. So um, so they, like, recasted. They're going to recast all this group. Um, and apparently, like, you know, they were supposed to have this the season of The Bachelor was supposed to air in, like, early May, early to mid-May. And now they don't have a show to fill that time slot. And apparently, according to – I know I'm saying apparently a lot. But according to uh, Reality Steve – uh, who's like the Bachelor spoiler? He's saying that there may be a quarantined version of the Bachelor, <laughs> like that airs in this place. I have no idea how that would work. What is Chris Harrison going to be on Zoom now? That's what it seems like. It seems like they're going to go on like a, like virtual dates and stuff. Which, by the way, that, that sounds so trashy. I'll watch it. There's a better chance of me watching that than the original Claire. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, maybe um, the person who doesn't get a rose, they might just straight up fuck up their own house and throw a vase on the floor and shatter shatter it to itty bitty pieces. I just love the idea of like when you're kicked off, they like they like cut off, they like dodge you. <laughs> Maybe one of the players doxes the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I'm interested to see how they end up going with that. Because, you know, the Bachelor, that's a two-night commitment during the regular show. Two night per week. So, you know, they got, they got like three to four hours they got to fill up a week with that. So they got to figure out something quick. Um, or, or they're just going to do reruns. But getting back to the episode, we had a, a Becca and Danny date. There was a lot of dates this episode, but the one I want to harp on is Becca and Danny. 
they seem to get the best date out there. They seem to get free clothes. You know? <laughs> like I feel like I'd much rather do that than like do what you talked about earlier with, with Jamie and Trevor last week. Cause they had to like panhandle like in the middle of the pier. I feel like uh, getting free clothes is a lot better. Like I wish I had a personal stylist. Not to mention they got to spend a few hours in that, in that um pretty sweet swanky pool of Rebecca Minx. I believe her name is. Yeah, a, a lot better, a lot better than some of the other days where they went to like a radio station and had to play outside like the boardwalk. Like this is things to be a lot more uh, romantic, if you will. And also like you get free shit. So uh, certainly a, a great idea. Uh, also, I got to ask, um, this is something that I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on this. Are they trying to uh, get Brandon or are they trying to get julie or are they trying to get savannah as the villain like what do you think that they uh they're trying to get uh i i don't know honestly because savannah i don't think is going to be the villain she's going to be the villain to julia but i think julia is going to be set up to be the crazy one at first but then brand's going to reveal his dick side and then we're all going to be like oh my god we stand brandon to uh ew this guy is the spawn of satan <laughs> go yeah, like, fuck yourself it, it was weird because i mentioned in the first episode that they portrayed savannah as like uh like a bitch like they portrayed her as somebody that was like gonna come off very harsh but it seemed like through the first episode even the second episode she seemed to be very likable even this episode i think she came off relatively likable however you know i don't know if they're trying to portray her as likable i don't know if i'm seeing it different julia i think is obviously obviously i stand her right because she's so messy she's really like Ju- the, julia the point julia uh, is my saving grace through this whole thing her and um natasha yeah, they certainly have like the drama here. So like so I appreciate her. But I do think that she's coming off as like the crazy one. Like she's coming off as like the two sider. But at the same time, it's like, are we gonna look at Brandon as the bad guy too? Because he's like um like managing both women you know i also mentioned in the first episode that brandon was coming off to me as a douche but because of his military background i did not think that they were going to portray him as such right because people have a lot of respect for the military and i think they were going to be a lot less likely to portray him in some type of negative light and i don't think we've seen him in a negative light yet um but i i do wonder because it does seem like they want savannah to be the villain but julia to me is coming off as the villains i don't know exactly how that's going to pan out for the last three episodes but I if, definitely think that production is very happy that both couples are still in. Oh, I'd be happy if both couples are still in. They'd be fools. They would have to rig that shit otherwise. But um, I didn't really see much of Brandon and Julia post that conversation at the beginning of the episode. And I was going to say one more. Oh, now I remember. Sorry. Uh, the weird thing is, if they are trying to portray Savannah as the villain... They're kind of doing a bad job at it because Savannah was in the right during that whole argument between her and Julia. Yeah. <laughs> Julia just comes off as a giant hypocrite and it's just the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I, the thing about it is like th- this is kind of the only drama that we have going into the next episode. Now, maybe some other things will come up, but this is all we have to latch on to. So I'm hoping that we kind of get this drained as much as possible. We're just milking the cow of drama right now. But, I mean, uh, what what were Becca and Danny really going to bring to the table? I mean, they got free clothes, uh, dip in the pool. They're fine. You know, I definitely thought that there was a potential for them to be uh, somewhat interesting just because Becca kind of thing where it's like, oh, like, you know, it takes a long time for me to be uh, um, 
you know, um, close with somebody or whatever. But at the end of the day, uh, that was not as interesting as what the alternative would have been here. Like in a perfect world, we probably get rid of Chris and Bree, uh, even though they're, you know, obviously a lot closer together and they're like oh. uh, doing the quote process. They are a bit bland. Uh, so I, I would have been fine with them going, even though I do think they're, they're doing an amazing job at finding love and doing good at music. But uh, speaking of the music, let's get into the music. The the the, uh, the judges for this uh, game was um, JoJo and Jordan. Now, for those of you who don't um, watch The Bachelor, uh, JoJo and Jordan uh, were on one of the seasons. Uh, JoJo was the bachelorette and Jordan uh, won that season. Now, Jordan is the brother of Brett Favre. Oh, no, excuse me, not Brett Favre, excuse me, of Aaron Rodgers, the uh, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. Uh, and he was a strange family, which would have been a red sign for me. Uh, but JoJo and Jordan have been on two reality shows since Bachelor. They have been on uh, Cash Pad, a show that was theirs. And they basically would go into Airbnbs, fix them up, and then uh, be able to charge a higher price for them. Uh, two... Uh, they were the hosts of Battle of the Fittest Couples, which was a show that had CrossFit couples compete in elimination challenges against each other. Most of them were very physical. Both of these shows, Joe, absolutely abysmally flopped. <laughs> that doesn't uh, shock me. So but both, give them give them a few years. They'll be on um, what is that show called? Marriage, marriage Boot Camp. Yeah. <laughs> Boot Camp. Yeah. That one Tyson was on. Yeah, like they seem to be happy, good for them. Uh, but both their shows, despite both of them, in my opinion, being very good, I watched both of them and I thought they were both great. I thought, as far as home renovation goes, they had a good show. Obviously, I love reality competitions. Battle of the Couples was really good. I don't necessarily know if I believe Jordan Rogers' uh, opinion on chemistry. Like, I don't know if I'm going to take that into consideration or what JoJo thinks about music. I, I think it's just like, okay, it's cool to have them because all the cat ladies know them, but at the same time, uh, they're nothing special. Then we have Kesha who you DM'd me earlier and said that she looked like Cher. <laughs> I mean, the black hair was kind of the the giveaway for me. And she's yeah. kind of got, um, how do I how do I say this, but being PC, bigger lips than yeah. I'd expect. Yeah, you know, she's had a hard, she's had a hard last decade. I, so I try I, to be nice to her. I know, but, but it's like, I haven't seen Kesha in, in a long time, so... The first thing that came to mind was, is this Kesha or is this Cher? Because I'm getting major Cher vibes right now. Yeah, I, w- I would argue that, that Kesha looks older than Cher does right now, <laughs> which is unfortunate because uh, Cher is twice her age. Uh, and the last judge we had was Jason Mraz, um, which is famous for the song I'm Yours. Joe, I thought the entire – it literally took me until right before we started this podcast to realize that judge was Jason Mraz. I thought it was J.C. Chazé from NSYNC <laughs> the entire episode. Imagine because they were also uh, singing a song from the Backstreet Boys too. I bet if it was in sync, he would have been hella salty. Yeah, that's why I should have known them better because they wouldn't have given them a rose. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the couples now. We're gonna talk about them in order of getting their rose. First off, we had Trevor and, and Jamie. Uh, they sung uh, "I Could Use a Love Song" by Marin Morris. Joe, have you heard this song before? Absolutely not. Yeah, I you know I was thinking this. I was like, man, I I I feel like I know music. I feel like especially I know kind of like current music. I looked this up. Mary Morris is obviously a, a, a you know popular artist right now. It's like the third Mary Morris song I've I've heard this season. So like she might be a a, a silent sponsor. Um, this song got t- top twenty five in the in the in the state. I mean in the uh, the year um, last year for country. So it's not like completely. Uh, 
like bad, but it's not like a, a song that I feel like the most of the, the viewers are going to know, which I think is important in this kind of show. Because this show to me is kind of, it's a lot more mass singer than American Idol, right? Where this show, <laughs> it's not just the singing talent, it's like the entertainment value that comes along with it. So for me, I'm looking at, at this show as like, hey, these songs need to be something that the average lady at home, whether that's a 13-year-old girl or an 85-year-old cat-cat lady, they need to know what the songs are. I don't feel like most people are going to know that song. But uh, but Trevor and Jamie sing it, and uh, I gotta say they did great. Uh, but I'm over Jamie's crying. I am so over Joe. It's weird. You you stand Mel, but you don't like Jamie. Here's the thing, right? Is Mel was crying because she was trying to make things happen. She was crying because she wanted to get her man, right? She was messy in that capacity. Jamie has been tied down to this man since episode two. And even the fact that he was a known cheater at one point, she still didn't leave him. She was just crying just to cry. Mel was crying because she was trying to uh, make the show entertaining, right? Like her her being like messy is what made the show entertaining. Uh, Jamie is just making me irritated. <laughs> But Jamie changes men like Chris changes the picks up for his guitars. I mean, she does. She did. She did date like a hundred people in a year. So like, she does. Uh, I just wish she was trying to date a hundred men on this show, like, because that would be a lot more interesting if she was just bouncing from like dude to dude to dude. I I know it's this is not gonna happen, but I would have loved if next episode Chris gives him the option to swap couples, swap people. <laughs> Yeah, and and then, she wants Gabe. She wants Gabe to come back. <laughs> and then Jamie has another breakdown, and then Natasha sings with Trevor. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Natasha, our second was Ryan and Natasha. They sung Stay by Mickey Echo and Rihanna. Have you heard of this one? I believe I have, and, okay. to, be on- and to be honest, I never thought I'd say this. I would actually listen to this version more than Rihanna's version. Yeah, Rihanna's, definitely... Rihanna's version was so boring and I fall asleep every time it goes to the round to the round and the round it goes Natasha fucking saves the song and <laughs> honestly the bachelor doesn't deserve a really good cover hey hey this isn't just any random Natasha this is this is the Natasha that, from the chill uh, the from Chilean the, voice? No, she wasn't on the Chilean voice. She was on the voice of uh, um, like uh, the Netherlands or something like that. Oh. But she said uh, she was Chilean, Chilean. Yeah, she's Chilean like by nature, but like her her like the voice was like something of that she's not. Uh, um, um, but she was like on the voice like like Holland, I think, or something like that. But yeah, like you you said it correctly, right? Like she was the one that really made this song stay. Uh, I I don't even remember who it was. I think it was Jason Mraz who was like. Ryan, I'm sorry, but Natasha would have her own career regardless of this performance. That must have been a really low blow to Ryan's confidence. Yeah, it was one of these things where it's like, okay, uh, I'm with you. uh, I agree with you. But at the same time, um, you know, that's a little harsh. (laughs) That's a little mean. Like, ouch, Jason. That's, That's a pretty, pretty big thing to say. Mr. I sung I'm yours 50 times. Yeah. But what I will say about this song is like, we really didn't get a whole lot of Ryan, right? Like he wasn't bad, but it was just like, uh, um, it was just like Natasha was a star. I, I expect good things from Natasha. I expect her to bring lots of drama. Yeah. Which is good. 
So the third couple we have, we have Matt and Rudy. You know, we didn't talk about episode two, as I mentioned earlier, but when it came into episode one, uh, those were not uh, the two that were together. Um, Rudy had kind of had enough with Matt. You know, she felt like Matt was kind of like playing her or whatever. So she ended up going with um, Ryan in, in episode one. Uh, and then they got back together in episode two. So are you happy to see them back together? I mean, if it keeps Matt on my screen, I suppose it will it will do, especially for that two minute um two minute tantrum from Rudy before the rose ceremony where she's frantically uh kissing guys yeah, trying to get a trying, rose from one of them. Yeah, tr- trying to stay as much as possible. I still like this couple. This is still my favorite couple here. I like both of them. I think they bring enough entertainment that I'm um, suffice and at the same time, you know, I think they're both individually pretty fun in the confessionals. Um, they sung uh, Falling All In You uh, by Sean Mendez. Let me make sure that's the right title. That seems weird. So falling In You. Um, it's Falling All In You. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that, that's, that's a weird title. I got to say, Joe, have you uh, heard of the song before? Nope, but I'm surprised everyone didn't sing a Sean Mendez song because he seems like the poster child for this type of stuff. This song just like when you click on the song it, it takes you to like the album it was on like it wasn't even a single like i like i said before like i just think this is, these were weird song choices these weren't song choices by the people it doesn't look like these were song choices by production and i feel like that's really weird to give them a song that like wasn't even a single like i don't know um i feel like it'd been a lot better if they gave him like like stitches or like the the multiple duets he did with camilla cabello <laughs> like but like he literally has duets in his arsenal like why didn't you just pick those Maybe Camilla has bad blood with APC. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but next we have Chris and Brie, who we've already talked about. They're so bland. They're so bland. Can we they just skip like them? Nice people. Yeah, they seem like nice people. Here's what I will say. Their song was Beyond by Leon Bridges. Once again, no Wikipedia page. Uh, Leon Bridges is like, he's okay. Like, he's well known. And when I say okay, I don't mean by singing talent. I mean by his popularity. You know, I think that song got like in the top 30 on the adult hit charts. But it's just, it's just not that popular. So it's just weird for them to pick them. But we're going to skip them. And we're going to go down to uh, uh, Sheridan and Julia. They had As Long As You Love Me by the Backstreet Boys, a song that I feel like hit the mark in terms of uh, uh, it was a song that people would know. I think they did OK at it, too. Uh, what was your what was your um, thoughts on their performance? I, I think the judges gave them way too much credit. They sound they sounded really bored at first and then just managed to save it near the end. Yeah, um, the judges felt like they had chemistry, which is shocking because I don't think they have chemistry. Maybe that's just because I have the the way of knowing that Julia is actually trying to uh, get into Brandon's pants. I don't know. Um, but that was uh, – they got fifth, and that moves us on to number six, which is Savannah and Brandon. They had Cheap Trick, Want You to Want Me. This is also a relatively like popular song. You know, it's a little older, of course, but it is a song that people – for the most part, no. I don't expect you to know it, Joe. Um, I do but, not. Okay, yeah. It, I mean, it was in the 70s, but I do think that it's a pretty well-known song. So, like, I think that kind of hits the mark in that capacity. I don't think this was very good <laughs> for me. Yeah. They, they, I think this is the one performance all the judges were like, wow, you guys suck. Yeah. Go, go home. I, I got to think that a big reason why they stayed is just because they um, were going to be drama. Oh, definitely. I think production paid cash should be like no switch your vote please yeah they, they probably didn't even take their actual votes they probably just put whatever they wanted in which takes us to number seven danny and becca they sung ho hey by the lumineers so have you heard this song before joe i don't think so but after hearing it this episode it sounds familiar but i thought they yeah, did okay i don't a, think 
okay, I disagree. I thought they did terrible. But I think this is a song. This is like a folk song, like a folk folk song. I feel like this is impossible to do well at, right? Because I feel like with this type of thing, when you're talking about chemistry, you're looking for either like these ballad moments or you're looking for these kind of like over-the-top energetic performances. This is a song that does neither. Also, Becca has her, her like uh, quote-unquote music genre is musical theater, right? Which is obviously going to be just what I just said, either ballads or like these over-the-top um you know, excitement driven performances and they gather singing a folk song. Like, I just feel like this was, I feel like this was not a rig per se, but I th- definitely think this was a production manipulated mm-hmm. decision to give them a song that was going to be uh, a lot harder for them to impress with. But I feel like Becca with her um, musical theater background, I think she could have pulled, pulled a bunny out of her hat and tried to like make it work. Yeah, I mean, they definitely had their own problems, but I feel like they were put at a disadvantage from the start. Um, but, you know. It wasn't the worst performance, in my opinion. That that goes to Savannah and Brandon. But that that is uh, that is all the stuff from this episode. What are, you, what are you hoping for next episode, Joe? I'm waiting for my annual Bachelor fist fight. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna get that with uh, with uh, so? Oh no, not know. with these putzes. No. Yeah. <laughs> the, may, maybe one will smack someone else with an acoustic guitar, but even they won't dare to do that. Do you think it is possible next week that either Savannah, um, uh, Julia, Sheridan, even Brandon? Do you think it's possible that any of them walk away and quit the show before they get to the performances? I see it coming from Sav- Savannah, maybe. If another meltdown happens, Julia's probably going to be like, I want to leave. But then five minutes later, she gets back up and was like, oh, fuck you, Brandon. I'm just going to stay in just to spite you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming for you. Yeah, I think this is going to be really interesting to see how this plans out with the kind of like um, the anti uh, Brandon rhetoric that we're going to get. But with that being said, uh, that's going to be all for us this week. Hopefully episode four uh, will be just as entertaining as this one, and we'll be able to talk more in depth. Joe, I appreciate you being here as always. And for everyone else, uh, Survivor Daily, we're going to, I mean, excuse me, Reality Daily, we're going to be talking about Survivor on Friday this week. Don't miss that. And we'll be talking about the challenge on Monday. Uh, so we hope you tune in for that. We hope you enjoyed everything. If you want to hit us up, that's at Brovivor on Twitter, and that's Brovivor Podcast Network at gmail.com. Thank you once again. And hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Bye.